The following is a presentation of the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. That's it. No more Mr. Nice Duck. Let the female creature go. Every duck's got his limit, and you scum have pushed me over the line. Jimmy, do you like to see what I see? A talking duck? Yeah, that's it. I've been doing too much toot. Shoot! Fly away! Shoot. No one laughs at a master of quack foo and a Let's get started. They bought their tickets. They knew what they were getting into. I say, let them crash. This is Geek Counter Geek. Geeks! With Misty Callahan and Keith Conrad. Well, maybe it's one of those other shows, like Outer Limits. Confuse the Twilight Zone with the Outer Limits? Do you even know me? Geek Counter Geek number 140. I'm Keith Conrad, and she's... Misty Callahan. Woo! And, uh... Uh, Misty, over the past week, we uh, we had the opportunity to uh, spend some time watching uh, The Dark Crystal. <gasps> yes, yeah, so The Age of Resistance. So it's the Netflix streaming spectacular or streamtacular. I like streamtacular. I do and, like streamtacular. Um, and it is a prequel to the original Dark Crystal, which usually, you know, mm-hmm. prequels are a little uh, little little rough. They are dicey to do. Um, because you have to get to a certain point. Like, like you know how it's yeah. going to end, and you have to get there. Well, there was, like, this uh, interesting video that I was watching up on the YouTubes, and it was talking about how, or the reason why prequels don't usually do pretty well, and that's because, you know, like you said, you kind of know where the story's leading, um, and it has a tendency to, especially, like, prequels, for like, we'll just say the Star Wars prequels and stuff like that. You know, when you're introduced to characters that you already know, like in their childhood or whatever, it has a tendency to like ruin the story. Sorry, Star Wars fans out there. I'm not saying that the prequels are bad, but they were bad. Well, um, and, and like Obi-Wan <laughs> Kenobi, like yeah. anytime he's in peril, yeah. like, you know, he's going to make it because, mm-hmm. you know, he makes it. But um, the video went on to say how um, prequels that tend to do okay are prequels that don't have anything to do with the story that you already know. And that's basically Dark Crystal Age of Resistance. I mean, it's a it's the key story that you know, you know what's going to happen if you saw the original Dark Crystal movie, but the characters, except for like the Skeksis uh, and Agra, are characters you don't know anything really about. Like the, the, the three main characters are characters you were not introduced to um, in the original movie because they're Gelfling. And if you're any at all familiar with the Dark Crystal movie, all the Gelfling were wiped out except for like two. Yeah, which for, for <laughs> me going into it, I expected that that was going to be mm-hmm. uh, how the whole thing was going to end. Mm-hmm. So I was kind of, at, at the beginning, mm-hmm. I was kind of bummed out because I'm like, well, I kind of like these characters, but they're yeah. all going to die horribly. <laughs> well, I think that that's still um, still on the table. Personally, I think it left it open for a second season, and I'm kind of hoping for a second season. Um, spoiler alert. Um, they end with the creation of the Gartham. And um, if you know anything about the Dark Crystal mythos, or mythos, or however you want to say that, um, you know that uh, the Gelfling, Gelfling are wiped out in, during the Gartham Wars. 
and it's the Gartham so it would that stand killed. to reason that yes. it has something to do with them uh, yeah. being wiped out. <clears throat> so then, actually, if you did mm-hmm. come up with a second season, it would probably be around the the Gartham it would, Wars. It, it, it would basically. I I probably couldn't watch it then because or the lead I actually, up, or I, you can do a lead up to the Gartham Wars. Yeah, because I I would actually know that all the people are going to die yeah. before the end. Yeah, so I'm, I'm not going to give up too too much in case you haven't seen it. I think personally, they did a really really good job with the series. Again, like I said before, when we mentioned it in like a podcast or two ago, um, the fact that they are using. Most of the like it's puppets still. Uh, it's very um, realistic. I don't want to say it's physical as backgrounds. Yeah, as physical realistic background. as puppets can be. As realistic as puppets can be. Um, it's it's physical backgrounds. It's not like a CG fest. I mean, there is CG in it, but it's usually just used to enhance certain things here and there. Um, and I think that's actually quite refreshing. Well, like for example, the mm-hmm. uh, the the girl Gelfling can mm-hmm. fly. Mm-hmm. And uh, in the original Dark Crystal, she just floated. Um, yeah, basically. she just kind of floated with her wings out. Yeah. And in in this, you actually see her wings flutter. So, yeah. So that was an improvement. That was a little score bit, one yeah. for CG. Score score one for CG, but again, like I said, it's not like a CG fest. So if you haven't caught the Dark Crystal Age of Resistance, definitely do that. Um, I guess, like I've said before, you could probably, you know pull out some sort of political, you know, meaning from it. Um, however, I would say it's not heavy handed. It's not on the nose. You're not getting beat over the head with some political message, which unfortunately a lot of our entertainment is these days. Um, so I think anybody could really enjoy it regardless of where you are or you don't have to worry about, you know, politics, you know, invading your entertainment at all, which I like. And you don't have to have seen the original Dark Crystal mm-hmm. to actually know what's going on. That's true. That's true. They they kind of let you know. Um, sp- again, spoiler alert. Um, they do um, kind of talk about how the Gelfling found out that the Skeksis and the Mystics used to be one being. Mm-hmm. And they were run to sunder. Um, so, I find it really interesting. Um, Agra actually started helping Gelflings toward the end and I was like so mad at her toward, like in the beginning of the series I was getting so mad at her I'm like okay Agra you have to do something come on and, and then, then she, she was kind of for a while there she was kind of getting in the way yeah in a while she was getting in the way but then like she ended up doing stuff and I won't give it away but yeah so basically I give it two thumbs up I really want a second season you think they don't have to have a second season because you're like hey they created the Gartham now and it can just you can easily follow up the movie with it. Yeah, especially, you know, like, uh, uh, you know, like we were talking before uh, with with prequels, you know, sometimes it doesn't work because you know exactly mm-hmm. what's going to happen. Um, here, that's what I thought they were doing. I was pleasantly surprised because they were telling, mm-hmm. you know, a part of the part of the story we just didn't know about. Mm-hmm. Um, if you actually made a second season mm-hmm. and it was basically just about the Gelfling being wiped out. <laughs> I, first of all, I don't think we need that because yeah. we know what happens. Uh, mm-hmm. I would imagine it probably wasn't pretty. Yeah. So, well, let's say maybe so we like just that. a lead up to the Gartham Wars. I think. I think that'd be kind of interesting. But I don't think there is much of a lead off. I think, I think they just. <laughs> I, I think they just unleash them, and the yeah. Gelfling end up dying. Well, there's Which, some fighting involved, like 
yeah, again, I'm not, I don't want to give it away for people who haven't seen it, but yeah, um, I say two thumbs up. Uh, I would agree two two thumbs up. And, and I, I remember uh, seeing the dark crystal when I was a young and, uh, and, and being kind of freaked out by it. Oh, especially when the emperor dies in the bed in the, um, yeah. in the, in the movie creeps me out even to this day watching him crumble. And they, they did that uh, um, yeah. with, with two of the characters. Yeah. In, in the, Shh, don't give it away. But it was less creepy was, somehow. Yeah. 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 So yeah. All so, in all, two thumbs up. Two thumbs up. So a total of four thumbs up. You heard it from here first, people. Geek, counter geek, four thumbs up for the Dark Crystal Age of Resistance. And uh, Geek Counter Geek is, of course, brought to you by our friends at uh, TweakedAudio.com. Speaking of two thumbs up, TweakedAudio.com, I think I will give them two thumbs up as well. Because the cool thing about their um, selection is that you have eight colors and styles that are available, which is very nice because, you know, we all like selection and choices. Like, you know, when you go to the Starbucks and you want a tall or grande or a venti. Well, Tweaked Audio does that for you. They give you eight different styles. They have mic'd and non-mic'd versions. They are designed to sound great for both music and talk. They have noise-reducing design, and they have a lifetime warranty. So definitely check them out at www.tweakedaudio.com. Use our discount code GCG at checkout for 33% off and free worldwide shipping. Wow, anywhere in the world. Anywhere in the world. China even. Thra even. Well, that uh, free worldwide shipping. So I think that listen, it, it's listen. implied that it's our world. Listen, if you have a portal somewhere on the on the planet. Speaking of portals, yeah. So <laughs> this segment is uh, a, a thing uh, I, I, I'm calling our uh, pop culture blind spot. Yeah. Where uh, once a month, uh, listen, I mean, there, there's things that for whatever reason, yes. there's these things that everybody has seen mm-hmm. that, that you haven't. Mm-hmm. And, you know, like for me, for example, the big one mm-hmm. is that I've never seen a James Bond movie. It started off as just a coincidence, and uh, at at some point the streak got to be uh, uh, epic enough that I'm like, no, I got to respect the streak. It's going to continue. <laughs> and now here I was thinking, I was like, okay, we, we'll get you to watch like a James Bond movie, and you're just like, no, I'm keeping the streak going. Yeah. What about Harry and the Hendersons? Have you ever seen that movie? I've never. Seen I, that I have. Oh, you haven't. Oh, I have not seen well, Harry. The, I, I'm not going to be watching that. Okay, so basically this month we did. Howard the Duck. Howard I've the Duck, which, never yeah. seen Howard the Duck. And at this point, I'm wondering why I allowed myself to watch it. Though, I will say when I tweeted out about it this morning, I was like, okay, I finally watched Howard the Duck. It did elicit quite a few responses. There was uh, one gentleman who had stated that um, he had t- taken his girlfriend to see it when it was out in theaters. Mm-hmm. He's like, the things we men do for love and that includes spending money on terrible movies. (laughs) Um, So yeah, basically, um, my biggest issue was, if you haven't seen Howard the Duck, you're one of the lucky ones. Well, first of all, a bit of a a summary of the story. Okay. Uh, Howard is a a citizen of 
whatever planet the ducks live on. Duck land, yeah, or I don't know. Like, uh, Dearth, because yeah. it's duck earth. <laughs> uh, I, I think they built the whole movie around, and, and I realized uh-huh. uh, Howard the Duck was a, a, a Marvel comic book. Yeah, so he series. is technically part of the MCU, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, he is, because actually at the end of Guardians of the Galaxy... He's an Easter he's, egg. He's an Easter egg. But um bum egg. And because of the fact that uh, previous to that, all of the mm-hmm. post credit scenes had actually been setting up future movies. Mm-hmm. Everybody's like, oh, wow, are we getting a new Howard the Duck movie? And oh, God, I and, hope. Um, if we do, it, it it has to be better than well, what we just watched. Well, James Gunn said, no, I just wanted to give him, a, give him a salute. I'm just saying, even if we do. Holy smokes! It has to be better than what we watched. So he's uh, he's minding his own business, and suddenly his uh, his easy chair goes flying through the wall, mm-hmm. flying through other people's apartments, and then flying through space. <laughs> um, and I hated it so much because like it goes through like some sort of tube, and it just. Sp- Bits him out into space by himself. No chair. I, I didn't even see the chair while he was flying. No, the, the chair did fly off at one point. I think about the time that he exited the one portal and was just in the cold vacuum of space. Yeah, he was in. Okay. Ladies and gentlemen, if you have not seen this movie, he was ejected into the cold vacuum of space, screaming, no suit, no nothing, and he still survived. So he had no oxygen. It's like minus 400 something degrees. I don't mm-hmm. know. In the cold vacuum of I, space. I think it's about negative 200, but, you know, still. You, still, hella cold. So he lived, and it went downhill from there, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, that, that, was, that was really the high point. And so it, I, I have uh, said all along that... <laughs> it was so bad. I, I've said all along that I don't like uh, rap okay. music mm-hmm. because they say their name at the beginning. Mm-hmm. It's like yo yo yo. This is not all the young, time. Young KC. I'm the, that, I'm, that would be my rap name. So so that's you know. I'm just saying in defense of rap because I, I I love rap. Well, some rap. Um, they don't always do that. They 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 don't. But this movie was the equivalent of doing that. Yeah, that movie was. Yeah, uh, because they literally had a narrator say, you know, this is Howard the Duck. Um, <sighs> so. so bad. Uh, you know, and, and and I think you're right because it really did go downhill. From so, the and I will say that, that mm-hmm. young Keith, yeah, did not hate that movie. Well, that's it, what it I'm was, hearing from a lot of people's on the interwebs, yeah, it, aka it was, Twitter. It was never one of my favorites, mm-hmm. but I remember it being funnier and more entertaining than it it was on this viewing. So basically what I realized watching this movie is that Howard the Duck is apparently just a bunch of random events with a duck stringing it together because he comes down to earth. He ends up in an alley. Then he meets a chick. He's getting a job and he goes back to the chick and he goes to a, a, a science lab. The science lab calls down other aliens. He's Going around with the police chase, flying through the air on a thing. Like I don't even know what those are. It's not like a um, plane. What are those things? It's like kind of ultralight. Like, there, yeah. It's called an ultralight. So he was flying on that. Then they went back to it. Was it was a mess? It was a hot mess. And I'm sitting there. I'm like, this movie could be like 20 minutes shorter at least. 20. Yeah, I think you're being generous there. <laughs> at least 20 minutes shorter, and then you'd still. It was a mess, and I'm like, I, I we we finally finished it up. 
Um, at the end, he stays on Earth and he's like a music. He's a manager of like some. And this, this the typical 80s ending to a movie where it's like it ends with a concert about like the character. Oh, it's Howard the Duck. And like he's <laughs> playing the guitar on the stage. I, I, I walked away or from that movie and I just thought to myself, why did I do this to myself? Why did I watch this film? But interestingly enough, as I was watching it, you know, hoping to poke my own eyes out with like, you know, like pimentos, you are looking up some interesting trivia about it. Um, in incredibly, first of all, I learned that George Lucas had something to do with this movie. Yeah, George Lucas was the producer, and uh, I would imagine that that's probably why they got uh, a lot of the stars that were in it to be in it. It's so funny because, like, while I was watching it, I'm like, there are good actors in this movie. What happened? <laughs> Yeah, I mean, that's what I think. Like, it, So it was 86 mm-hmm. is when it came out. So they were probably filming it in 85. So that's, you know, that's basically months after Return of the Jedi comes out. Mm-hmm. So this is literally, you know, like George Lucas saying, hey, I'm producing this new sci-fi movie. Do you want to be in it? <laughs> right after yeah. Return of the Jedi comes out. So I can see everybody, you know, like, this is going to be great. And uh, narrator, uh, you know, it wasn't. like like Leah Thompson, for example, uh-huh. this is a year after Back to the Future. Mm-hmm. She's in this movie. Uh, Tim Robbins, who was uh, he hadn't even done Bull Durham yet at the time. So mm-hmm. it might have been one of his first roles. Um, he goes on to do Shawshank Redemption, by yeah, the way. Um, uh, drawing a blank on his name, but uh, Ed Rooney from Ferris Bueller. He's in it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and there's a bunch of like uh, other other people that you know oh yeah i know that guy uh can we take just a moment to pause and think about how weird the 80s were for leah thompson because mm-hmm. because one minute she's trying to bang her son and then the next <laughs> she's in a relationship with a duck <laughs> <laughs> which just adds to like the hot messness of that movie but uh so one of the funny trivia things about it is that uh people thought those- it was actually going to make money yeah, like there had there actually had to be a moment where they were screening like the the final cut of this movie, and they're like high fiving each other, going, "This is great. This is George it Lucas." Literally, is- it again. I cannot stress this enough. If you have not seen this movie, it is just random events, and the only connecting tissue to any of them is that there's a duck in the scene. So, uh, uh, and in the uh, in the trivia on IMDb, it says that uh, an unnamed celebrity says that George Lucas told him, twenty years from now, this is going to be viewed as a masterpiece." And then they said, "It's still viewed as one of the mo- worst movies of all time." Now, to be fair to Howard the Duck, not the worst movie I've ever seen. The worst movie I've ever seen seen still goes to Alexander with Colin Farrell. Oh, that's got to be up there too. Yeah, that was a movie that I was watching. I promise you, and I I watched the whole thing, and throughout the whole thing, I was like, "It's got to get better. This has got to get better," <laughs> and it never did. You're so still waiting, I'm waiting still for it waiting for Alexander with Colin Farrell to get better. It never did. Um, so Howard the Duck, at least you're better than Alexander with Colin Farrell. Okay, well, <laughs> they've, they've got that feather in their cap. I don't yeah. know that they do. Ha, I see what you did there. Ha, Oh, yeah. <laughs> but I didn't even mean to do that. Um, so, so one other interesting little tidbit about Howard mm-hmm. the Duck is mm-hmm. that um, 
George Lucas had actually just built the Skywalker Ranch, mm-hmm. which, as you might imagine, cost a little bit of money. Mm-hmm. And uh, this movie completely bombed. So, I wonder why. <laughs> so he went to his friend Steve Jobs and said, hey, I need some money. I just started this computer animation company. Mm-hmm. Why, don't you, why don't you buy that from us? So Apple bought mm-hmm. the digital animation company, which is Pixar. Ah, it's all connected, ladies and, and gentlemen. And it's all connected again because now mm-hmm. Pixar and Disney are one big happy family. Yeah. Because I, cause I, I believe Apple I think that'll only Disney. fuel because Disney now owns the M- MCU, I do believe, if I remember correctly. Cor- you are correct, yes. So that only fuels speculation that we will get another Howard the Duck movie. I, you know, I... Maybe not by James Gunn. Maybe not by him. Especially after uh, watching it again, I don't think that's the case. I think society is best off if we just listen, act like Howard the Duck doesn't listen, exist. We're getting a, a face-off reboot. We're getting the reboots true. of the reboot. Um, who's to say we were not going to get a Howard the Duck reboot? We got a Lion King reboot. But of course, Lion King actually made money. With their, their dead eyes, like <laughs> doll's eyes. <laughs> so... You know, if you guys, you know, do want to Howard the Duck remake, I think it's possible. It's not without, with, it's not outside of the realm of possibility. I do think the world would be better off without one, but. I I, I think that's, uh, that's Unless the they did like a, introduce the Guardians of the Galaxy, because I, I've seen clips of an animated kind of thing with the Guardians of the Galaxy and Howard the Duck. Yeah, so maybe. If they do like that kind of thing. I mean, actually, if, you know, James Gunn wrote a story that incorporated Howard the Duck, mm-hmm. maybe, maybe, maybe I could, I could see that. Um, but we should not hope for such things. So as I mentioned, uh, this, uh, this segment, uh, I'm calling it a pop culture blind spot. So what are we doing next month for you? Um, I think you should. Uh, well, I had two ideas. And, and I, let I people say, vote on it. Yeah, I will say that mm. um, just uh, in the... Uh, just in the spirit of transparency, mm-hmm. there are a lot of weird things that I just never got around to seeing. Mm-hmm. So I, at least on my end, mm-hmm. I feel like uh, this is going to go on for a while. Okay. So the the ideas that I had for uh, for next month for me uh-huh. would be RoboCop. Okay. Which I've never seen, or The Thing. The Thing. Which I've never. Oh. All right, so ladies and jelly spoons, let us know which movie do you think we should watch for Keith, RoboCop or The Thing? Definitely let us know. Hit us up on the Twitter at GeekCounterGeek or hit us up on our individual Twitters and that would be mine would be Misty A. Callahan and Keith would be Keith R. Conrad, isn't an extra nice? points if you get the R. Isn't it nice that we both have our metal initials in there? Yeah. It's almost like we planned it. Yeah. So I, I say extra points to anybody who can figure out what the R in your name stands for. I'll just give one hint. Rock legend. I, I think that kind of gives it away. Oh, well, I'm just saying. You never know. Uh, yeah, you never know. And... Uh, 
you know, while you're uh, surfing on Twitter, you should also follow uh, the Radio Misfits Podcast Network at Radio's Misfits, where you can learn mm-hmm. about the other uh, podcasts on the network, like the Car Guys Report, uh, Steph's in the City. Caffeinated Comics. Hey, listen, Caffeinated Comics, they already got me because I live off caffeine and I heart comics. So Right. There's also a Lasano and Friends, which is coming back soon. Um, Minutia Men. And uh, uh, back to you with uh, uh, Steve Baskerville and Howard uh, Sudbury. Ooh, the sports I, dorks. <laughs> the sports dorks, yes. <laughs> and free kicks. Yeah, free kicks, which is about soccer. So, you mm-hmm. know, if, if soccer's your thing, go, you know, go ahead soccer and Soccer gets like a lot of, um, you know, flack here in the States. You know, I don't think it's too shabby. It I does. mean, it's an easy game. It's kind of like, you know baseball you just need a stick and a ball and then with soccer you just need a ball and a head and a head and legs sort of yeah definitely check out radio's misfits on the tweeter and check out all the other awesome podcasts so in the third and final segment the third and final segment uh we've decided to uh to to open things up Give mm-hmm. a, a peek behind the curtain on our uh, personal projects. On, on our personal projects, um, I'm trying to write the great American novel. Mm-hmm. I, I call it that, but it's a sci-fi time travel thing. Mm-hmm. And uh, you're trying to uh, to do a comic book. Yeah, sci-fi action horror comic book. Could we like add a comedic element in there so it's just everything? <laughs> I'm not very funny, and I don't think. You know, I don't know. I, I, if, if I tried to do comedy with it, I just think it would be stupid. So I'm just going to pass on that. Um, okay. This is going to be Fair sci-fi in action with a little bit of horror because I like creepy things, you know, kind of one of my favorite things to do. Ooh, next next month, I'm kind of excited. Speaking of projects and um, I guess, th- well, whatever. We're going to get a head start on it. Um, I'll tell you guys, uh, if you're not familiar with what some artists do during the month of October. It's called Inktober. And so I do plan on doing Inktober um, with my uh, comic book folks, my comic book characters. And basically what Inktober is, is like every day as an artist, you make a drawing um, with, you know, obviously, and you ink it. So just basically ink and maybe like a little bit of pen. Uh, color and some pencil and stuff like that. So that's what I'll be doing. Um, as far as like the project in of itself, um, considering that we just moved, but hey, good news. <laughs> good news, everybody. <laughs> We're good. actually in the permanent yep. apartment now. <laughs> good news. It's done. <laughs> it's done. And we just have to unpack everything. Um, we have a lot of stuff still in the second bedroom that's packed up. But that being said, I'm still kind of working on um, a couple of characters that are baddies uh, trying to flesh them out a little bit still need names for them um but i did uh hit up a buddy of mine to do a logo for z website and for the comic book itself so well that's yeah. good that's progress mm-hmm. so yeah i have inktober coming up so make sure you guys keep a lookout for that and i will put more stuff up on my tweeter and um my comic book Twitter is at Regeneratorum. Don't ask me to spell that off the top of my head. <laughs> um, but a common spelling of Regeneratorum. Regeneratorum. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, definitely check that out. So, Inktober, 
and Lugo. What about and you? Along the same lines as uh, Inktober mm-hmm. is uh, NaNoWriMo, which mm-hmm. is National Writing National Novel Writing Month. Uh-huh. And uh, you've convinced me to actually do a new project for NaNoWriMo. Yes, I think you should which, do like a short story. Yeah, which, by the way, mm-hmm. would mean I'm going to get the Great American Novel done <gasps> before NaNoWriMo. Yes. So I have... I have, uh, what, about three quarters of September mm-hmm. and all of October, so about seven it. weeks, mm-hmm. uh, I think I can do that. If you do three pages a day, it should be super easy. Uh, well, I, I would say a minimum of three pages a day. Mm-hmm. So if I'm, if I'm figuring three pages a day and I actually end up doing, you know, maybe a little bit more than that, but mm-hmm. never less, yeah. you know, like that, that's my, my minimum. Mm-hmm. Um, then yeah, I think I think I can do that. All right. Uh, so we'll be following that over the next you know what, seven episodes, mm-hmm. and then after that we'll uh, we'll we'll talk about um, you know first of all, assuming I make it, mm-hmm. you will. Um, I have faith in you. Then uh, then we'll have more things to talk about because we'll have both like the the process of doing Inktober and Ink- Nanoramu Nano Nano. <laughs> And Nino Ramu, you know, if it's if it's done, then we can talk about what the process is mm-hmm. when you're done actually writing a, a, a book and trying to either sell somebody else on publishing it or mm-hmm. self-publish it. Ah, I like it. Which I I will say, I, I think I mentioned this last week after uh, Dragon Con, I'm, I'm mm-hmm. kind of on the self-publishing kick. Yeah. Like. Well, the, uh, uh, and I think the industry's changed a lot too, thanks to technology. I mean, uh, the comic book industry is kind of like you know, in a wonky phase, and, but like a lot, you're seeing a lot of indie publishers, you know, doing okay. And I think with technology, the same thing, sh- at least my perception is that the same would be for authors. Yeah, well, and especially if you're a first-time author, as I am. Mm-hmm. Uh, you don't have to go through any threshold. You can just um, publish it. Hopefully, you know, get some uh, some promotion for it, mm-hmm. and uh, and then you can, if if you have any success at all with it, then you can go to a publisher and say, yeah. "Look, I've already got this audience without any promotional help. Let's see what we could do together." Yeah. So, uh, so yeah, we'll we'll see what happens uh, there. So, seven weeks, a seven-week mad dash. This is about the twenty-second goal that I've had with this novel. About you can do it. I believe in you. But I think this time it's actually going to stick. And we'll, <laughs> and we'll do it. I'll force you. Yeah, because I've got I've got you to bug me and yeah. make sure that I get it done. So hopefully, sweet. Hopefully we will. And then, we'll keep you guys posted. And then I'll be bugging you in inked inked ink. October. Inktober. Yeah. So now, if if nothing else from this podcast, you've learned two new words. Inktober, Inktober and nan- NaNoWriMo. Okay. I always want to say Nanu Nanu. So do I. Yeah. <laughs> so don't forget to, uh, you know, f- reach out to us on Twitter and uh, let us know. I'll have a poll uh, posted. Keith but- R. Conrad and Misty A. Callahan or find us both at Geek Counter Geek. Make sure to also follow the Radio Misfits, and don't forget to check out Tweet Audio. And vote on uh, which will be the next uh, pop culture blind spot movie. RoboCop or The Thing? The preceding 
was a presentation of the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. Find our other great shows on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, and at radiomisfits.com. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Cabotron.